And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Hurley. You know, I was wrong. Okay, I got a correction. I was wrong. Got a correction. Well, according to somebody on the left, I was wrong. Okay. By what they stated about Taylor Swift being Time's Person of the Year, right? And I just started out the show saying, "Boy, you know, I, I realize what gets frustrating when you get older is you've heard all the bad arguments on everything. When you've been doing talk radio for, I'm in my 35th year now, you've heard all the horrible arguments, and you've heard the hor- horrible arguments, and you've heard the ignorance that exists out there. And after the repetitiveness of it, year after year, decade after decade, decade, you're just like." Stop it. And it was one of those days yesterday because for 35 years, this is the 35th year that I've had to correct people who believe that Time's Person of the Year, Time Magazine's Person of the Year, is an award. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's the person who is the newsmaker of the year. Mm -hmm. And I've always stated, almost every year it goes right back to, if if you're going to be intellectually honest and that's what you're doing, it should be the president of the United States. Yeah. You know, if it's, for example, uh, if, uh, if a, uh, you know, a terrorist commits a major act that changes, you know, the entire world or somebody starts a war. Well, then, yeah, they could be Times Person of the Year because it's not an award. It's simply the observation of who made, you know, who impacted the news of the world the most. It's Newsmaker of the Year. Right. And so when I saw Taylor Swift, I go, come on. And then when I went online, and I got nothing against Taylor Swift. I don't get it. I don't get what's going on, but I don't get a lot of things. <laughs> but I don't get her uh, super, you know, stardom. I, I frankly don't. It's She's okay. but And I really don't argue music because what, what pleases one person's mind the uh, whatever the audio uh, cells are in, a, in anybody's brain, uh, of course, is going to be different than mine. So it's a dumb thing to argue. But 
as Times Person of the Year, I go, by their own definition, it's wrong. Well, then I saw this in Mediaite.com. In defending the publication's choice, Times Editor-in-Chief Sam Jacobs, proving that everybody there is high, said Taylor Swift found a way to transcend borders and be a source of light. Swift is a rare person who is both a writer and hero of her own story, end of quote, except for the pot accusation, which was my own. So they talked then, that's what he said, and the response from leftist political actors, I've no idea who this person is, Saria Rao, who went after uh, time and said, disagreed with why, you know, they put her as time's person of the year. Mm. And this is where I said, okay, I'm wrong, according mm. to her. Mm. What she said was, the white American woman billionaire who could end the genocide of the Palestinians with a Instagram post is Times Person of the Year. White nonsense, white violence, white love of black and brown genocide, end of quote. So apparently Taylor Swift does control everything. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, well, I was wrong. It, it, we should have seen it, but we yeah, didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't see that. But on the left, this person on the left believes. Well, she's we in now charge. know who's controlling the Biden White House. Yeah. So. Not it's not Obama. It's Taylor no, Swift. It's Taylor Swift. <laughs> she's the billionaire that you have to fear. I not Donald Trump. I can't tell you how many times I say. <laughs> <laughs> We should have seen it coming. <laughs> I don't know why. It wasn't what you said. It's how you said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 truck stop at exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the super truck showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80 
exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. I almost did Keith Morrison. It wasn't not Donald Trump. Everyone it's Taylor Swift fears a certain billionaire. <laughs> you would think it would be Donald Trump. I I didn't know though that Taylor Swift could end the genocide uh, of Palestinians with an Instagram post. I also didn't know, quite frankly, that she was a billionaire. <laughs> I think she just became one of the uh, after the uh... inflation. No. <laughs> <laughs> Her ticket prices are really high, <laughs> exactly. apparently. Yeah. Uh, wow, the album is $249. I guess I'll buy it. One quick note. I noticed uh, somebody posted yesterday. I forgot where the, the Stones are on tour again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, someone on, I was on social media said, wow, these are reasonable. And the ticket prices had to be in the secondary market. Right. 3200 bucks. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Are you kidding? It's not bad. Well, before before inflation started with COVID, mm-hmm. those were ten dollar tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want you to bring know, a Dr Pepper can yeah. and get five dollars off. I want you to know we don't lie on this show. No, we don't, and no hyperbole. Oh my God, that was a lie. Um, uh, but but when I, but if you can end the genocide of Palestinians with an Instagram post, that's pretty powerful mm-hmm. for a pop singer. So. I was wrong. We, she, we she didn't should know. Be. We didn't know. But the number of people that I saw that were just saying, mm. it's about time she got this award. It's about time she was recognized. Yeah. It's like, it's not a Grammy. Right. <laughs> and I realize, because this is something that I've harped on for 35 years, because every year, everybody gets it wrong, it seems. Mm-hmm. Well, they shouldn't have gotten this award. It's not an award. Yeah, and it's like people keep insisting anything must be an award. <laughs> Is this like a participation award thing or something? That, mm. by the way, you know how you can steal her power? Have her wear a red ball cap on stage that says <laughs> "Make America Great Again." <laughs> it would be over yesterday. That's not going to happen. She's a liberal. I know, yeah. but one can wish. I sent her the ball cap. Just one concert. That's all I'm asking. Actually, just one photo. Well. Wait. Maybe AI can do that for me. One of the Chiefs' colors is red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just just love it, though. I mean, I just. But that was driving. That's one of the things that, that that got to me yesterday. I'm just like. People are completely clueless. And I mean, if I read hundreds of posts and not one person, not one in the post that I was reading said, folks, this isn't an award. I was hoping that the Hollywood strikers would get it because they were in the running. I was so hoping for that. The the delusional minds that that pick the person of the year over a time if they had picked the hollywood strikers well i love the reason Mm. taylor swift found a way to transcend borders and be a source of light what does that even mean i don't i don't know swift is a rare person who's both a writer 
and hero of her own story. Well, yeah. Well, that's not the definition yeah. at all of uh, of I, what you state. Yeah. Times person of the year is. Yeah. And again, it doesn't. It's meaningless, and we've said it, but it's just. It's interesting because it's just an interesting. Uh, I think sociological observation. Yeah. That definitions mean nothing. Uh, <laughs> ignorance is all over the place. People have no idea what they're talking about on a consistent basis on something like this. And I just, I find it, I find it another step towards the fact that we're doomed. I just saw this from the interview with Time Magazine. Yes. Uh, she was asked, it, it, you have now become a billionaire for the first time. Mr. Kelsey is only a millionaire. Her response to that, you. <laughs> that was the whole response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and the fact uh-huh. that that isn't true <laughs> st- st- still makes it funny what you said. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a billionaire. She just recently became one because of right. the uh yeah. the thing in the movies or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's and I tried when all this hype, I go, well, because I had never, you know where I only heard a song? I, mm-hmm. There was some uh, punk rock cover band that did her hero song or anti-hero, whatever it is. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, that's not bad, that rendition. Then I heard hers and went, mm, the punk band is better. <laughs> but I just, I, I tried to watch a concert and what I saw was, you know, tremendous stage stuff and everything else and what I thought the music and the quality of the music that came out of it didn't match mm. the hype behind it at all. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, and again, everybody has different opinions on it. I'm not going to argue with anybody. Right. But I just found it's, you know, to me, it's simplistic pop music. Right. Yeah. And if that's what people love, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. people love a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So years ago, I loaded some on, this is how many years ago it was. On my youngest daughter's uh, iPod, some Taylor Swift music. That was probably the last time I put any thought into Taylor Swift until this football season. (laughs) Yeah. I asked my daughter the other day, I said, hey, you still like Taylor Swift? And she went, eh. And she's 27 now. So. And. I'd have to go back and see how long ago that was. I got to go back to my, because it was in my iTunes, and I haven't opened iTunes. Can I be honest with you? Huh? Six months ago, I didn't know the difference between Carrie Underwood and Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, I, I see that, yeah. I had no idea of the difference. I, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> right. So it's all new to me. It was like, so when I've heard her, I've 
it was about a month ago. I went, mm-hmm. okay, it was on YouTube, some you know beginning of a concert or something. I go, right. okay, let me right. give this a chance. And yeah. There was so much hype leading into it. And when right. it finally came on, I'm like, really? This is it? Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something else. I mean, and, but, yeah. But yeah. I'm not judging anybody who likes her because, again. No, if it's music what is you're into. Right. Yeah, sure. <sighs> All right. So I was wrong, though. Because she, she she can change the world with an Instagram post, apparently, according to well, the left. We didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, she so. should be time person of the year because that's almost that's almost miracle kind of work. And anybody I, who could, I think she's only just begun. Anybody who could perform almost a miracle. Yeah. According to this woman on the left, right, this right, activist. Right, yeah. Well, they do deserve to be they are they are a big newsmaker. <laughs> yeah. They that would be I don't know how she's not person of the year. Every year Every going year. forward. Yes. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Oh, yes, go nuts at Christmas. Ah, yes, we do. Now, there's a big Christmas tree farm in Thorntown, Idaho, owned by Tom Dole and the Dole family. Our motto is brighten up your Christmas with a real dull tree. <laughs> but life's never dull for the Dolls this time of year. I recall one call I got during an ice storm at 11 o'clock at night, and this guy called. He says, yeah, listen, I need a Christmas tree. I said, it's 11, and the trees are covered with ice. I said, you understand that? Oh, yeah. You see, but my, my mother-in-law's here. She she has to have a Christmas tree. <laughs> you hear that now? <laughs> and I said, well, okay, we'll we'll get you a tree. When do you want yes, to come? Yes, I'm coming right now. I said, okay, come on out. He came, but he brought the little sports car <laughs> to put this ice-covered tree in. He got his tree. He left. And I hope his mother-in-law was happy. Uh, but that shows you that farmers are almost always good neighbors. Well, we try to be. Even when things go a little nuts. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Try that radio. He's Eric Curley, and I'm Gary McNamara. So uh, the Republicans could have just a one-seat lead come January in the House. Oh, yeah, with uh, Kevin McCarthy. Yep. Kevin uh, McCarthy. Retiring by the end of the month. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's, you know, it is frustrating. The focus should have been, as you said, from basically Election Day last year, focus has to be about 24 for the GOP. Yep. They didn't get the Senate. They don't have the White House. GOP in the House and the GOP overall had to focus on 24. I am completely frustrated, more frustrated probably than I ever have been, because I don't think it's an easier time to point to the opposition and and be able to campaign that way. And as we've been saying for years, all you have to do is point. But now it's, I mean, it's that there's so much that works in your favor that your opposition is doing. Yet here we are. Uh, the, the, the Molly Hemingway and her piece in the, the Federalist about the GOP 
um, and her frustration and and have and and the response that she got to that article from other GOPers, rank and file, and conservatives, uh, which was sharing basically their frustration. She posted on X that she really was not, uh, you know, she didn't know that 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 frustration, you know, was was across the board for a lot such so many conservatives. Um, but I think it is. It's a growing frustration. The GOP is going to have to pull it together. But it's going to be. So so what happens between now and um, November 5th of next year? Uh, you know, this is this makes the job that that Johnson has as Speaker of the House. He's going to be under, you know, an even greater microscope now. And well, it's and, and just that's frustrating. And that's why we were against what uh, Gates and the other eight were promoting. Right. Yep. Uh, when they when they did that, because it's not going to change anything, right? And uh, making things worse. And it was interesting because I saw a bunch of comments yesterday. See, Gates was right. McCarthy is weak, and that's why he's leaving. No, he's leaving because he lost power. Right. Yep. And there's no for him to go. He feels um, that um, he's a lame duck. Yeah. Right. And and so he's getting out. He would still be in there. Our point was the leadership hasn't changed. The leadership goals have not changed. In fact, what they put through, uh, you know, to keep the country going budget wise was weaker than what McCarthy had already approved. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you got because of what Gates and the other eight did, Representative Mace was able to claim that she's a victim of the Republicans because she's a woman and Mm. wear her little scarlet letter. Mm hmm. And get her 15 minutes of narcissistic fame. Mm -hmm. But other than that, what you got was a weaker Republican Party because of something that was self-inflicted by Republicans. Yep. And you got nothing out of it except the fact of, uh, I saw the headline, everybody's hoping nobody dies. Yeah, right. Because McCarthy, they can hold, they can not have a special election on that one. Right. Until almost Memorial Day. Right. And for Santos, it's 90 days, but that district could go either way. You know, for George Santos Mm -hmm. in New York. So here we are once again looking at the GOP saying, what the heck? Good, you know you want to listen again with our podcast available on our app and at redeyeradioshow.com. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. You can listen when and where you want if you can't listen live uh, overnight. So, yeah. You know, I, I started thinking about uh, what I thought was the, the lot of moments of the of the week. But I really thought that the moment of the the week uh, had to come from uh, Riley Gaines. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I mm-hmm. thought that that was because you and I had said this for the longest time 
on um, on the radical transgender movement because we had noticed that women weren't speaking up on it at all. Mm-hmm. And you and I have been talking about the radical transgender movement for a decade now where people would say, oh, you guys are making too much of it. We said, we're not making too much of it. Here's what's going to happen. And we act, we, do, we don't make political predictions for elections. But we said, if this continues, it will destroy the women's movement, mm-hmm. which it's done in this yep. country. Yep. And I just want to play a little bit of Raleigh Gaines uh, from the other morning, because I, I, I do think we've finally gotten to the point where women now, because of her, mm. are yeah. becoming fearless. Because she's fearless. She shows up. She is fearless. Yep. And in the face of such backlash on her from the mob, you know, and and uh, everything that she's, everyone that she's fighting against, she still shows up. And... She's stronger every time out. Have you noticed? Yeah. The improvement yeah. in her yeah. public appearances. Yeah. How how polished, how assertive she is. Yeah. Because it had to be frightening when she first came out. Yep. Because they were all frightened. Right. And I think that she has done such a wonderful job to talk about the fact of how insane this is. Mm-hmm. That women's, the liberal women's rights now have become promoting men. Yep. Yep. And defending women so women can have their, you know, their place and have their opportunities are being denied by men. Mm -hmm. And that's viewed by the left as some type of morally correct position when you can't sell that to the public. No. But here's part of what she said this week. In April of 2023, the Department of Education proposed a rule that, if adopted, would reverse this presumption. Under the proposed rule, women's sports aren't just for women. They're for anyone who simply says they are a woman, unless a particular school can demonstrate to the satisfaction of the Department of Education that that keeping a particular team female meets important educational objectives. The new rule mandates that every school in the country must demonstrate the unfairness of male participation on each specific women's team that they offer and develop rules that minimize harm to trans-identified athletes. But what about the harm to us? Who is working to minimize the harm done to female athletes? Let me be perfectly clear. A school that knowingly allows a male athlete to take a spot on a women's team or allows a male athlete to take the field in a women's game is denying a female student athletic opportunity. And that is sex-based discrimination, and it violates Title IX, regardless of what the new regulations might say. It is my sincere hope that members of this committee committee will take action to stop the Biden administration's illegal and administrative rewrite of Title IX. Of course, there is a place for everyone, regardless of gender identity, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of race or what sports you play. There's a place for everyone to play sports in this country. But unsafe, unfair, and discriminatory practices towards women must stop. Inclusion cannot be prioritized over safety and fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank you. That was awesome. And especially calling her a misogynist, Representative Lee a misogynist, who then stopped the proceedings. Yeah. The look on Lee's face 
Wow. And I guess part of the discussion was you said that she had, you know, transphobic, bigoted views. Right. She simply said your views makes you a misogynist. Right. You open the door. You can dish it out. You can't take it. Yeah. She didn't start it. You started it, Ms. Lee. Right. And that was beautiful because we, you know, if you've been a long time listening to the show, you know that we have, you know, uh, we have we uh, said that uh, that side is basically uh, misogynist femophobes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. In, in order to get the the phobe word in there. Right. If they're, they're femophobes, if they're going to create the labels, then all right, I guess that's what we're doing here. Or femphobe, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's about time. But she's fearless, and it it took. And we had said women have to fight this. We were right. We weren't wrong, but we're men. Mm-hmm. And in order to get the attention of the media, women were going to have to fight for this. And you had a number of them, and it's growing stronger and yep. stronger yep. and stronger. Now, the other part of me looks at the fact that of Raleigh Gaines' testimony not just yesterday, but just across the board, say, can you actually believe that we are in such an upside-down, insane society Hmm. where she actually has to do what she's doing right now? Or we've had to do what we've done over the last 10 years to let people know the insanity of what's going on and the absolute sexism and misogyny of the left promoted by liberal women. It is amazing. I, you know, I'm grateful for Riley Gaines and and the fact that she doesn't stop, that she's been relentless on her mission to correct everyone, essentially, along the way in this conversation. But you're right. You point out something that the fact that so many other women now have been in, empowered to, to stand up. It's not easy because her profile she talked about it. She's getting death threats. Yep. It's not safe for her. Yet she does it anyway. The radicals have proven over and over again who they are. And they'll come after you. And they do threaten you. And threaten you with bodily harm. We've seen it happen repeatedly. It's who they are. And the answer has to be the truth. Well, you know, you think about it, and I'm so glad you just said what you you, you said. The, uh, the 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 violence and the violent threats put towards her. You're not just talking about men, the the radical transgender movement, men defining what a woman is, mm-hmm. or men playing sports with the possibility of, you know hurting women, but denying women their opportunity, but also the promotion of bullying, intimidation, and violence against women, which is exclusively coming from the left and the Democratic Party. Think about that. Think about that for a moment. Hmm. You know, and, and you just, there isn't anything close 
to that on the other side. Nothing no. that you can make no. any type of comparison to. And then you get to the anti-Semitism right. that is coming from the left. Yeah. As we have stated, though, and I think it's very important over and over again, everything that you see in the anti-Semitism coming from the left comes directly from the identity politics that is mainstream in the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. The modern movement, I believe, I look back at it because it's when I really became a talk show host, was at conservative blacks. All blacks must think alike. Right. Blacks can't have an independent mind. Right. You either think this way or you're not truly black. Right. You don't have an independent mind of your own. Right. The racism being promoted early on is mainstream in the Democratic Party, and the identity politics has grown for every single demo- a demographic group, including what we now see as the critical race theory, which is all whites are basically genetically racist because culturally they're so racist they'll never get rid of it, and they're, and that's how they all think. Mm-hmm. And it's built into the, 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 the culture of whiteness, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. They're making stuff up as they go along to classify people as groups and not individuals. It is the, the most disgusting thing that we have seen in this nation because we saw it in slavery, we saw it in Jim Crow, and it all comes from not treating people and judging people as individuals but by groups, and it is mainstream. It is a core of the Democratic Party. All the, all what happened over the last couple of months was it's identity politics add Jews and promote violence and genocide against Jews as being okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. They just took another step in the direction, right. just another form of identity politics. And it's reprehensible and understand that the anti-Semitism justification of, of genocide of Jews may not yet be mainstream in the Democratic Party, but what caused it was the identity politics, which is mainstream, and it's only moving in that one direction. Yep. And you see the anti-Semitism inside the White House. You saw the interns. Mm. Also, the you know to the president, right. the president, they're the the interns. Yep. Same thing, sending that or the congressional interns sending the the note to uh, to Biden. The four or five hundred anti semites, it's in the Democratic Party. It may not be a core of the voter, but there is a there is a cult core of anti semitism that exists in the Democratic Party and inside the Biden administration. No doubt about that at all. How do we know? Because they've promoted it. They've told us. And until the rank and file and the majority of the party stand up and say no more of this, then and there's then they or and or they abandon the party. You're part of it if you vote for this. I was There's no about, way around yeah, that. I was thinking about this the other day, and we didn't have a conversation uh, on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure we uh, will, but just looking at the Democratic Party and looking at this week, for example, mm-hmm. and and looking at the justification, as you could see, mm-hmm. for the uh, uh, for the radical transgender movement and the intimidation and bullying of women, because you saw it in Representative Lee, you saw it in these college presidents. Uh, 
it's like they're doubling down on everything. No, they are. And tripling down. It's like, we're not going to back off. We're going to sit back in this corner. We're going to keep striking and getting stronger. We're going to keep promoting our intolerance and our bigotry. We're not going to back off. We're going to keep coming forward on it and then back off a little bit and then come back again stronger and then back off a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, two steps forward, one step back. Okay, we need to apologize. We can't get away with this, but let's continue, and then we'll be a little bit further down the road a few months from now. Well, if I'm right about uh, it being the alumni who were, you know, blew up the phones at Penn, then I hope they stay the course. So do I. I hope that the alumni who are upset about this follow it through and say, no more. No more money. No more support. I wondered, remember, I said it the other night. I said, I wonder how the alumni think about it. You know, they've there's their degree on their wall, right? They The time that they put in, and who knows how long ago that might have been, but a very different scenario, certainly, you know. Not that there weren't liberal-minded people, but this has become very radical. And then you realize, as an alumni, like one billionaire yeah. donated Hundred, probably hundreds of millions of dollars to Harvard, mm-hmm. going, what the hell have I been financing? Exactly. Not one dime more. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. So I, I saw this headline throughout the, the morning. Drudge has it. Uh, RNC hides final scheduled debate. I'm like, what are they talking about? I, and I just I just figured it out now. It was on News Nation. So the accusation is no one's going to see it. No yeah. one's going to see it. You're News Nation, well, CW Network. Yeah. So you, the accusation gonna, is say, you're hiding it. You don't want well, anybody to see it. What they forget is it was simulcast on the CW. <laughs> If you were trying to hide a debate, that would be one way to do it. <laughs> I would. I'm. I'm dying to see what the uh, ratings are for it. Look, they they drop. There's natural attrition yeah, as the primary right. season debate goes on. But I wonder how far the drop will be compared to the last debate. I guess we'll see. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge seasons one and two of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen. 
Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen.